Hey, it's Means. It's probably Monday if you're listening to this. I'm a former makeup artist and welcome back to Swatch of Horrors, where we talk beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. If you are a beauty professional, you're going to learn how to navigate difficult situations and maybe get a laugh or two. And if you're a consumer of beauty, you're going to learn all about what beauty pros go through and how to be a better customer, better client, a better consumer of beauty. So follow, like, subscribe, rate the podcast, and we're going to get right into some disgusting, gross things that clients have done. I've seen this happen before a couple times. It's not pleasant. If you're grossed out easily, you might want to skip on this episode. All right, and don't forget we get a little side of mental health with each episode. So I will talk to you in a bit. Last time I was talking to you all, I was waiting for my blood test results and I'm laughing because, yes, it's an easy fix. I was pretty much diagnosed with a vitamin D deficiency and all around just makes me feel like crap. I'm pretty sure that's why I felt like something horrible was wrong with me for a while. Brain fog, I mean, I can't focus, I really feel... Um, I really think I have ADHD and I think it's more noticeable now than it has been ever in my entire life. And I definitely should get a former diagno- formal diagnosis somehow. Uh, I really should talk to a therapist about that. That might help me. But kind of operating with that possibility, I've been able to try to find different ways to hack my brain to get myself to be more productive, like writing down a list is super helpful to keep me on track. Um, anyways, I digress. Vitamin vitamin D deficiency, low D, okay, bitches. You need the high D, you, you know, if you're low. So go out there in the sun, wear your SPF. It, I mean, especially if you're melanated, I think if you have darker skin, supposedly you don't, um, get as much vitamin D from the sun, but, uh, you still want to wear sunblock. You can still get vitamin D through the sun wearing sunblock. So do not go outside without sunblock because that is not good. You don't want cancer and you don't want to look older than you really are. I mean, it's fine to get old. It's fine to age, but I mean, I'm not into aging faster or prematurely. So that's a good way to prevent that is SPF. Anyway, so I noticed my mood has been like more, I've been having more depressive episodes, I think. And anxiety comes and goes in general, but I think that's another big, big hint of vitamin D deficiency. The thing that I don't remember, it's such a blur if I've even talked about this last time, but I had some like tingly feelings, um, in my limbs and I was very nervous, very scared about that. So far the doctor just thinks that the vitamin D deficiency causes that and it is part of a symptom of that as well. Muscle weakness, 
even though I was working out, I was like, well, maybe my legs feel this way because I'm working out more, but no, it was really different. Um, so my, my muscles felt somewhat weakened in some ways. It's an, it's an interesting feeling, almost like your legs were a little heavy, but weak, but I don't know. It was really strange. So yes, I am on vitamin D supplements now. I had to get a prescription strength one, I guess. (laughs) So yeah, we'll see. There's certain things you can do with your diet as well. But I think mainly since it's been raining a lot and winter, fall, you know, I just want to be indoors. And when I do walk my dog, it hasn't really been in the sunlight. So I'm going to try to take like lunchtime walking breaks since I do work from home. And yeah, I just thought I would update you all on that. So I still feel like I'm trying to bounce back. It's only been a few days since I've learned of this and I don't feel 100% in general right now. Mentally and physically exhausted. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get my mind right. I've been uh, journaling more, just trying to write. I used to consider myself some type of writer. So I really just want to do more of that and just to explore a lot of my feelings, repressed memories, or just triggering things from my childhood that I want to try to get over. And I've just been using my journal as like a free-flowing, free-write session. I set my timer for five minutes a day, and next thing you know, I'm writing for 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes, and it's a great, great release for me, and I'm so happy I'm doing it again. Literally, if you just go to the 99-cent store or Dollar Tree, 99-cent store is the one where I bought this one. I'm notorious for just buying journals, but this one is a spiral journal, and I love spiral um, notebooks a lot better. And it's so cute and it's very inexpensive. So if you want to get a journal, go to a 99 cent store. They have some good ones, even though it's like $2.99 now. So whatever. Anyway, that's what's going on with me. So bear with me. Now for the, uh, just some Swatch of Horrors updates. I have been kind of toying with the idea of like a host reveal. I'm doing like air quotes because I really want more engagement with my content with online presence and I want to connect a little bit more with you all and I always want to hear from you so if you want to email me swatchofhorrors at gmail.com or comment on my Instagram you can always DM me I'm on Twitter not as much but I'm on there Uh, and TikTok hopefully it doesn't get banned but in the US but um, you can add me on TikTok comment on my videos let me know that you're a listener because I love to hear from you all and I feel like everyone's really quiet like I see the metrics of people listening but in terms of interacting with social media like you you all are shy or quiet or like creepers so I don't know who's listening I don't know and I want to know more about you guys I want or you all um I really want to know more about who's listening and it'd be really weird if like some scary like creepy weirdo haters are listening because that would be strange wouldn't it uh and then have you all heard about that podcaster that pretty much was stalked and got killed and her husband was killed that's really extreme i'm not saying that anyone's out to get me but another reason why i just never took to being too much on social media like 
trying to be an influencer content creator. I just don't want my face out there. I grew up in the in the age of the internet is forever. You know, I'm a millennial. And so there's a lot of PSAs about that and it just stuck with me and I really do feel like the internet is forever and I don't know how my job will react to my opinions or any opinion that I have. So I'd rather just not give them a reason to not like me and here we are dishing out the beauty industry. So I would, I want to start having guests again. If you wonder why I haven't had guests in a while, I find it very hard to book them and people flake, but also there's a part of this where it's like, I have some sort of anxiety about asking people because the times that I do, sometimes it's like no response or they're like, no, I'm not interested. Or, um, or like zero response. Like I said, nobody says anything. And then I get nervous about even trying to reach out to somebody because just the idea of like technical difficulties, like that has happened to me before, but of course we get through it. Logistics, like I get so nervous and I'm like, what if, what if they don't want to be on my podcast? Like, I mean, who cares, right? Like if somebody doesn't want to be on here, oh well. But yeah, I have a little social anxiety about reaching out to people. That's also my fault, my problem. I get it. But I'm going to start reaching out a little bit more and see if I can get a couple guests here and there because I think that would be great because I miss having guests too. And if you if you want to be on here, let me know. Let me know and we'll make it happen. We just do it by Zoom. We don't have to meet in person. We don't have to record a video. But back to like online presence, I want to have a little bit more of an image now and put a face to the name, you know, Swatch of Horror. So I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have something soon where I do reveal part of my image, but I will still be, um, somewhat anonymous. So stay tuned for that. Follow me, you know, like I said, on all the platforms and you'll see soon. And also I was wondering, like, do you all want some merch? Do you want Swatch of Horrors merch? Would be would you be interested in it? Um, I'm kind of looking into that. I want to see if anyone's down. Like, I don't even need to make money off of this. Literally, like, if I can just find a place that does it, which I have some. I've already looked at a couple of things, and I probably literally just want to make a dollar off of anything just to, for the hell of it. It's. You know, it's not something that I really plan to make money off of. I just want to put it out there to see if anyone's interested in just supporting the brand just by getting the word out there. So let me know if that's something you want to do. I'm thinking hoodies, maybe some shirts. Uh, so let's get uh, right into the beauty horror story. Again, it's going to be gross if you don't like body fluids. I mean, who does, right? If you have a weak stomach for eating, like you probably don't want to hear this. And as much as it's very gross for me to tell it, um, I'm going to tell it anyway. So I worked at a makeup counter, as you know, and I clocked in. It was a busy like weekend and people were getting their makeup done. Everyone was in a chair and we had a freelance artist who was helping us because sometimes we would hire freelancers or outside help to come help with big events or big busy weekends and there was like some drama going on and I was like hey what's going on like I see 
the talking and the staring, like, what are we looking at, guys? And it turns out one of the freelancers was doing makeup for a woman, a girl, I don't know, young lady who was hungover. And she kept getting up and going to the bathroom to, you know, um, expel her demons from the night before. And the freelancer was clearly frustrated and grossed out and upset, but she was keeping her cool like props to her. I don't even remember who this was. If I did, I would reach out to her. Don't remember who she was, but she was calm, cool, and collected. And we were like, oh my gosh, like she can't finish the makeup because this girl keeps going to the bathroom and throwing up. And she literally has like a bag there already just in case. And it's so disrespectful, not only to the artist, to the people around, to the place that you're going to go with this makeup on. Like, and here's the thing. I don't want to judge somebody for having a wild night. We've, a lot of us have been there. I don't want to say all, a lot of us have been there. A lot of us have had too much to drink before. We've all been young. Those days are far behind me. My relationship with alcohol is very different now. I, I don't think I haven't had a problem. Don't think I have one, but I do recognize now in my thirties that alcohol does not serve me. Doesn't make me feel good. Even in small moderation, I hardly ever drink. Like now, probably like once every three months, I will have a drink, but I do love wine. That's the part. And I love gin, but even when I do like the thing about wine, that's a whole thing. Like I love learning about wine. I'm not a wine snob, but I love the notes. I love the smell. I love the learning about everything there is to make the wine. And it, and I think it's very parallel to fragrances. If you work with fragrance, there's notes, there's different smells, there's different ways that perfume can oxidize, different ways that perfume can transform on different skin. And I think that's something I'm very interested in. It's just learning about the notes of things and wine and fragrances very similar in that way. And I think that's why I'm interested in that type of thing. But yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really drink that much anymore and I'm fine with that. And like I said, it's, it makes me feel more depressed and we're not trying to feel that way. So that's my position on alcohol. I'm not against it, but yeah. So Oh, this girl, she was going back and forth, right? And we were like feeling so bad for the freelancer. And so we were like, let's go get her a gift card. Like we need to do something. And then we're like, we need to get a manager down here, like an actual department manager to go address the situation because this is not right. This is not cool. This is awful. Like what if she doesn't make it to the bathroom? it's gross, you know? And I was so uncomfortable. I was getting anxiety. My stomach was all turned in a knot because this is my phobia, you guys. And finally, the manager comes out, kind of has a talk, and I'm watching all of this unfold from a distance, you know, because I'm not going over there. And she was, I guess she had told her like, hey, you know, I know, you know, are you, are you okay? Do you not feel well? Like, you know, we're going to have to wrap this up because it's, like you're sick and we can't really like 
it, it's a safety concern at this point. I'm pretty sure that's the angle. And I think she had to be really delicate with the situation. And finally, she was able to, to get it done and leave. And then like a few minutes later, her man or boyfriend, whoever comes in and grabs the Gatorade that was like sitting on the makeup table and goes out. So my thoughts on this situation, number one, if you have a, a customer who doesn't feel well, some people get offensive, like offended if you say anything, but just be like, hey, like, can I get you some water or how are you feeling? Like, how are you doing? Maybe just ask them. Because uh, this some similar situation happened to me, but we will save this for a different episode because I want to bring a guest for that one. Um, if you notice that the customer is visibly not feeling well, maybe just ask them like, hey, how do you feel? Can I get you anything? And mind you, like, obviously you probably don't want to give them medication. You don't want to give them anything over the counter. Because I don't think you should do that because you're not a doctor and then like you could get in legal trouble maybe. Um, but you can... Like, number one, if they're having a medical, like, episode, maybe offer, like, see what's going on. Based off of what they say, continue. Or if you're really feeling uncomfortable, just be like, hey, can I get you, like, a glass of water? Give them the water. See how they feel. Don't even ask. Maybe just say, hey, let me go grab you a, a, a cup of water. Um, see how they react. And maybe, like, if it gets to a certain point, you really see that they're not doing good. Just ask them, like, you, do you need medical attention? Can, do you need me to call, like, paramedics or something? Because you don't know. What if they're not hungover? What if they're having, like, a diabetic episode? Like, you don't know. Um, so just offer. Be supportive. Be kind. Be empathetic. But if you're getting to the point where, okay, they're not feeling well just maybe tell them, hey, like the restroom's upstairs or the restroom is over there. If you want to go, like that's totally fine. I'm going to wait right here. Like, go ahead. Why don't you just take a break? Like try to be nice about it and insist that they get away from you in that way and see how they react. Um, I mean, if they're getting sick and they tell you like, oh, I'm hungover, I'm throwing up a lot. You don't need to put up with that. I don't know how the freelancer was able to carry on, but if it were me, I'd be like, Honestly, I don't feel comfortable completing this makeup because of um, just safety. Like, it's a biohazard. I don't want your fluids on me. Like, that's my boundary. Like, I, you don't have to say that's my boundary. Just say, you know, I don't, I'm not going to be able to complete this makeup. Let me talk to my manager. And um, we'll see if, if we can get anything else for you or um, see what we can do. Uh, again, I wasn't in that exact situation, but um, that's kind of what I imagine happened or could have happened. Or you could use this, um, these kind of social markers to kind of guide, guide the client away from you. Um, just tell them, I'm not, I, I can't finish this makeup right now. I want you to take care of yourself. And then just go talk to a manager. Like, oh, give me one second. Let me let my manager um, know and then we can take care of you. And then have your manager step in and get them out of there. You might lose a sale. Okay, well, you know what? I would rather lose a sale than have somebody uh, be sick around me. 
So if you're a customer, I've said this many times, especially in the age of COVID, but if you're hungover, like if you're, maybe she had to go to a wedding, maybe it was a very big event that she was going to, honestly, you should stay home. Stay the fuck home. Sit your ass in the bathroom, okay? Get hydrated, have some saltines, get some Pedialyte. There is no reason why you need to be in public if you're hungover, unless it's some sort of dire situation. Someone's getting married, your sister's getting married, whatever it is. If that's the case, just spend the time at home recovering. Once you feel better, do your own makeup. Sorry, but just suck it up and do your own makeup because for you to present yourself in that way where you can potentially like throw up on somebody, that is unacceptable, that is rude, that is inconsiderate, and that is just, that is like no regard. That is so messed up. Like, no, that's uncalled for. You don't respect the artist. You don't respect people around you. You made a bad decision, you're hungover, like, okay, live with it and deal with the consequences, but you don't need to involve other people to that degree. Okay, take care of yourself, stay home, don't get any services done. And then by the time you feel better, I'm sure you'll be able to get your makeup done, get your hair done on your own. And then that way you've spent the time recovering and then you can go to whatever event it is that you need don't have any medical advice for what to do for hangovers everybody's different but and I'm not a doctor so I'm not going to give that to you but I mean Pedialyte's always nice to have or something similar Electrolyte which I just found out that Electrolyte was made in um I think Jalisco or something like that not recently I mean maybe like in the last year I found that out which I thought that was pretty cool but yeah I, I would say even if you have a cold or if you don't feel well Like, things happen where you just suddenly get hit and you don't feel well. It's okay to stop the interaction. If you're a client, it's okay to not get your lashes done. It's okay to skip out on that hair appointment, not get the nails done. Because at the end of the day, like, you're being considerate of other people. And I think that is the kind of character and person, like, person you should be. That should come first as your well-being and the well-being of other people around you rather than like your looks. So I would hope that if you're not feeling well, please stay home. If you're hungover, please stay home. Don't get any services done. Your artist, your nail tech, your, your makeup artist does not deserve that at all. So thank you for listening to this episode. Again, I will try to get some guests on pretty soon and we'll expand on this particular topic another time and thanks for listening i hope you have a great work week and take care of yourself this is memes i'm a former makeup artist and this is swatch of horrors